Hey listeners, I can't thank you enough for downloading and listening to this show of mine, and I'm really excited for you to hear these next couple of episodes. I am kicking off season two with Justine. We did two episodes of this TV show, so please stay tuned for part two slash episode two with Justine, who is an amazing guest and was and has so much insight to provide, and hopefully she's a new regular. So before we get started, I'd like to announce quickly that I am jumping on the Patreon bandwagon and I'm working on setting up my own page. It's still a bit under construction. I'm working out the tiers, but here is what's coming up for November. There are some great and affordable perks for anyone who enjoys the show, including an entirely different bonus show that you will get access to if you donate at the $5 level or above. For those willing to donate at the $10 level, I will give you a big shout out and you will get the chance to choose one episode, topic, or documentary or series for us to cover. It's really, there's a wide range, there's very little that I'll say no to um, as far as topics go, so get creative. Um, Tell me what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, what you want to think about. Uh, And for anyone who is interested in being on the show with me, you can go ahead and let me know because this is an option for our $15 a month supporters. $15 a month supporters will be able to choose the topic, come on the show with me, record with me, um, and be featured in an episode. So I will keep working on bonus content for all of you, but if you sign up for the $5 tier or above, you will automatically have access to at least one bonus episode per month of our original podcast series, Chopped in the Background, which is a fun foray into discussing content whilst watching one of the Food Network's best and longest lasting shows. And a kind of a, just a guilty pleasure of mine. No, not guilty, just a pleasure. A guest and I will take a looser format approach to a chosen topic, something juicy always, and indulge in our curiosities and gastronomical fantasies by t- tuning into a random episode of Chopped, played, that's right, in the background. The first episode of this series were, was recorded with Larry, who was, on our ge- who was our guest on episode two of this show, and he will be, and I'm sorry, he won't be available, the show will be available as soon as you sign up. <laughs> sorry, Larry, I almost sold you there. Um, and again, our Patreon page will be found at patreon.com slash A-W-D-W-L. It is not up, it is not live yet. However, please follow us on Instagram at and what did we learn in order to get all of the updates, including new episode drops, as well as uh, status on the new Patreon page and when that launches. Again, I can't thank you all enough, and I can't wait to continue to create content and start this second season off with a bang. And without further ado, here we go. patient with my hiatus if you're listening and I know some people are because I see that there's still some downloads every week and I really appreciate it uh I am here with Justine and Justine and I just uh, followed covered uh Jersey Shore for her podcast did I make this up and it was very fun and very uh fruitful 
we got two episodes at it out of it so I suggest that everybody go over there and check out Justine's podcast because it's really really good and I'm really happy Justine that you reached out to me um and said hey let's do a collaboration and I've never done that before and I was very honored so thank you (laughs) thanks for coming on we had a little too much fun uh (laughs) talking (laughs) about Jersey Shore but it was awesome Justine had to do a lot of editing I'm sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) good editing Um, good editing (laughs) yeah you did a great job The, the episode sounded really good um and so today um so Justine reached out to me a little backstory because she liked the show and also specifically really liked the Hot Girls Wanted episode that we did, which I think was a really great episode, so I, I appreciate your feedback. Um, and it turns out there's a Hot Girls Wanted television program, like, what am I, 75? There's a Hot <laughs> Girls Wanted Netflix show, I don't know why I said it like that, like I'm in England. It's a program. Um, called Hot Girls Wanted, colon, Turned On, and it's also produced by the same people. It's a Rashida Jones joint, uh, and, but it isn't, I wouldn't say it's the same format as the film, at least as far as we've watched. Uh, I've watched two episodes so far, and they're about 40 minutes each, so they're pretty full. No, it's completely different. It's completely different, right? It's just different outlooks, which I actually was really happy about, (laughs) because not... I love the movie, but I was glad that I we were getting more stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it did catch me off guard, like you mentioned. The first episode, especially, is so wildly different, and it's almost a little bit of a different attitude than the film because it's a little bit more pro pornography, whereas in the film it's like very anti. Uh, so we can get into that. Um, but yeah, every every episode is kind of its own mini documentary, its own little film. Yeah, talking about something enjoy. completely different that. It has to yeah. do with sex in general, I guess. Has to do with sex. The first episode is definitely about porn. I would say the second episode is not at all about porn. No. Uh, it's a porn adjacent. But I'm okay with that. Um, you know, we'll get it. I mean, I didn't love the subject, but uh, anyway. So I'm really, really curious. Um, actually, I don't, if you don't mind me asking, I'm just wondering, like, what, what drew you to this topic? What made that episode your favorite? Had you seen the movie already and you were a fan or you just really interested in digging into it yeah I had already watched it as soon as it came out um I Mm -hmm. always just I love documentaries on the sex industry in general because I worked at a strip club for 10 years um Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of girls who have done other sex work um you know everything from like back page to uh porn and other stuff so um i'm just fascinated by it um it's kind of like the world i live in a little bit and um Mm -hmm. so i so (laughs) so yeah i love the documentary so i loved that episode you guys did because you guys uh definitely talked about it from like a different world and uh and yeah and then when when this like turned on uh came out i i loved it because i just loved how every episode was completely different you know Yes, I, I like that too. I like a, I mean, I love a serial uh, of anything, a serial podcast, a serial show, uh, but there is something very satisfying about having a story wrapped up in one episode and, and just getting different perspectives, especially when you're taking notes and wanting to record a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first episode uh, is, 
I would say the thesis of the first episode, to get really nerdy about it, is women should be more involved behind the camera in porn. I think that's... Not, I'm not saying... this. None of this is my opinion at this point. It's just what the episode is all about. Yes. And it focuses on uh, primarily two... We can say three, technically. Uh, women. Yeah, three women. Who are essentially pioneers for that... Uh, towards that effect. And they're, rap- they're wildly different. There's two stories that we get. But they're both in the, in the vein of we are women. Um, we see that porn you know, doesn't really appeal to most women. It's really male-focused. It's it's from the male perspective. It's from a male director. It's, it's all about cum shots and, you know, that kind of thing. And maybe not about the romance. Uh, and so there's a statistic somewhere in there that says, um, like, only 3% of women can find... that polled could find content that they enjoyed. And, like... I, again, like I said, I'm not anti-porn as a, as a concept, which is, I think, why I did really enjoy this episode, although I did have my own criticisms. Um, but anyway, first we meet Holly Randall and her mother, and uh, forgive me, did you get her mom's name? Seuss Randall. Seuss it took me a while to figure out what they were saying, but it's like, uh, <laughs> Seuss. Not right. not like Seuss, Seuss, like Dr. Seuss, but like, right, like Sue times two. Like Seuss. Seuss Does that make like sense? The, like the... Like it's, isn't that a... Just Seuss. Seuss. Isn't that like a... Oh, Seuss. Okay. Like, so like two Seuss. 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 <laughs> Seuss and Wally. Seuss Randall. Um, Seuss Randall. And she is a force, or was a force to be reckoned with, is a force to be reckoned with, apparently... We learn the history of Seuss, and she, you know, is now in her, I would say, late 70s. And she was, for a period, she was acting in pornography, and it gets more into that. And then she ended up behind the camera because of the very things that I just said. So we kind of follow them. We're first introduced to Seuss, and it's like she was a pioneer. She was... On a, and they show this film, this clip of her on a talk show, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, you love being in the porn industry, like being on stage." And she's like, "No, I'm the I'm the filmographer. I'm the person who films it. Like it's, I'm in charge." And he just kind of gives her a look because it's like the '60s. So you can see how up against things she was. And then she, so I said she made history as a female erotic photographer slash filmmaker. Um, and Holly, her daughter, who is an adult and probably in her 40s, uh, is, cl- is very t- literally following in her footsteps by doing the same thing, um, by producing porn, except she definitely has her own unique vision. I would say it is a Harlequin, Harlequin romance vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I would classify Holly's work as. Um, one thing that happened, and I'm talking a lot, so feel free to talk over me. But one thing that happened, and I'm wondering what you think about it, was uh, we're, we're introduced to Holly, and she's like, yeah, I do what my mom does, but my mom and dad never talked about sex. Well, I mean, my mom and dad never talked about sex, but my mom and dad weren't in the porn industry, so I was just really surprised by that. And I, I mean, I, I, um, it was a sign of the times, maybe? I think she kind of made it seem like it's all she knew. Because she says to her, like, there was never, like, a moment or, like, an epiphany oh. she had where where she just all of a sudden realized her parents worked in porn. Like, she kind of made it seem like she always knew. 
Maybe I took so, it. I took it the exact opposite way. I thought she was saying like it was never talked about in our house. Um, but you, what you're saying makes a lot more sense that it was just always a part of her life. Yeah, that's how yeah. I took it. I, I'm trying to think okay. if my parents ever talked to me about sex. Well, if, is, if I don't remember, then I don't think they did. Like, I remember my this, mom yeah. buying me, like, a book about, like, my period exactly. and stuff. But, like, <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't think I ever had that, like, uh, sex talk that you see in movies and stuff either. This... The wildest thing about this, and I, probably the reason I stuck on it so hard, is she's like, yeah, my family didn't tell me about sex, but they did... My mom did give me a book called where did i come from and i was like like that's the exact 70s era book that i was given (laughs) in the 90s in the 90s as a seven-year-old when i okay i remember this so clearly my parents and i were at the children's discovery museum in san jose um what's up san jose it's the big purple building what what and we used to go there all the time and we were outside and for some reason i don't remember my sister being there so either i erased her from my memory or she wasn't there But I was, I think distinctly, I was like seven or eight, and I asked my parents, uh, what are those, there were um, dragonflies nearby, there were dragonflies flying around, and there were two of them, and they were stuck together, and I was like, why are they stuck together like that, that doesn't seem right, and so my parents decide, oh, this is the moment, (laughs) and they're like, well, they're mating, and you know, they're making babies, and did you know that humans do that too, humans mate, and humans make babies, that's all I remember them saying, And then we got home and they gave me this book. And I was like, well, I know that book. That's the funny naked people book from Jen's room, my older sister. (laughs) And then they actually like read it to me or I read it. I could read. And I was horrified. I was just like, oh, no, like, I don't want to know. Like, I want to be a little kid. You know, I don't want to get into this. But anyway, I just thought it was really funny that that's the book she got. I can like, oh, I wonder if I can get images, whatever. I can text it to you later. But like. The illustrations are super 70s. There's, like, two, like, uh, overweight people standing. It's, like, a Seattle With, like, huge bushes. Yes, in bathtubs (laughs) with, like, so much pubes. So many pubes. So much pubic hair. It's just, like... And I remember it being, like, sex can feel good. Like, being tickled by a feather. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's no easy way to do it. And as an educator and as, like, a therapist that works with children. I remember, like, (laughs) I learned how babies were made because I remember someone in my school actually told me. Like, I remember (laughs) another kid told me when I was really young. Like, you know how babies are made? And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I do. And they're like, how? I'm like, I don't know. And then they're like, well, they told me. And then I remember being like, no, that can't be true. And then... And then uh, finding out about, like, my period was going to come and all that stuff. And then kind of putting, like, two and two together. But I don't think I ever had, like, a sit down. Or I don't even think I learned from, like, school that well. (laughs) No. By the time you learn about it in school. You already already know. know. Yeah. That's (laughs) that's true. That's true. Yes. I guess they want to give you the right information. And and that's good. But it's mostly about, like, contraception and AIDS. At least it was when I was in school. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... We were all scared shitless of AIDS, I can tell you that. It was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't been that long. So anyway, her films, we, we get kind of a peek. We get a lot of a peek into Holly's films. And I'm not here to be a critic. I just, they're very costumed and there's so much makeup, so much set work. It's it's like a, 
it honestly is like to me it looks like they're acting out a harlequin harlequin i can't say that word romance with like armor and shit and there's this whole scene where they're jousting and i'm just like i don't know yeah it's like a larping type yes um, oh my god thank you yeah justine you saved it's larping it's larp porn yeah but that's what she says she's (laughs) known for she's known for like the hair and the makeup and the locations because she talks about like as a woman oh as a woman she actually like puts effort into the little things like that like if she sees like one of the actresses eyelashes falling off or something like Mm -hmm. she'll run up and fix it when you know a porn that's directed by a man uh they're not focused on what the girl's makeup looks like you know it's the last no, thing they're focused yeah. on so yeah the more messed up the better if like a man's directing yeah like it's so abusive and we really do touch on how abusive porn most porn is which is very upsetting um it's not news but it's still upsetting it's not news to me um but what was i gonna say yeah, so I, I respect that. I respect her vision. I respect it's her art. Just because sex in it is involved does not mean it's not artistic or effortful. But she is struggling quite a bit. Um, and she doesn't really have the revenue that she needs, so she's very frustrated. You know, she can't quite do what her mom did. And it makes sense because amateur porn, as we learned in the film, and I think that's kind of why they did this in this order, amateur porn, it has taken over. And it's... People do make money from it, but they don't charge for videos the way that they used to. You know, it's not like you go to the porn store and you buy a tape and you have it in your secret collection like you're, like, on Friends. Mm -hmm. She even says at one point, like, nobody could have predicted the internet. Nobody could have predicted Mm -hmm. that this was going to happen. And I've always wondered how porn makes money just from, like, advertisements. But but if you ever go to a porn website, they advertise Mm -hmm. for more porn. It's not like they advertise, like, on YouTube where they'll advertise for friggin' everything. Like, so I've always wondered, like, how porn actually makes money. I am with you. I get stuck on that with all types of media. Like, how is this... Like, YouTubers, like, how are they making money? Like, I know, but I, I, you have to figure it out. They get cents per ad. And I, my, my guess is that because porn is so prolific, they really are able to turn a profit just because they have, like, if a, a site like YouPorn or, I don't know, isn't it like hamster.com or something? I don't know. One of those sites. There's a hundred million of them. (laughs) There's a million. Yeah, a hundred million. They have so much traffic that even, like, one click accounts for however many cents. So I'm guessing it's a cents. It's a nickels and dimes game. I could be wrong. Um, My other assumption is that it's sort of like a lot of apps and games and programs these days where you buy it and you get it or you download it and it's free. But it, like in a game, you know, it's like, oh, you want this perk? It's a dollar. Do you want this perk? It's 10 cents. You know, but yeah. it, like, it adds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my guess. But I don't know. And that's a really good point. But it's question. definitely and not the same that it was before No, the no, no, no. It used to be, like, know? films, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was all about viewership. Yeah. All about viewership. And it said, the statistic is, again, it's another 3%er. A 3%, only 3% of porn viewers visit paid sites, which, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, that, this is in one year. Out of tens of millions who watched porn last year, yeah. only 3% actually paid for it, which is and fucking I, insane. 
It's crazy, and I'm assuming those are old school, old schoolers, you know, or addicts. I don't know, like sex addicts. It's so weird if you ever go to like an adult store and you mm-hmm. go to like and you see like the video section when you actually see people like looking through the videos you know there's always that like yeah there's always that That's middle-aged man looking through the videos yeah. and you're just like really out of all the things in this store that's what you come here for like the when you can just google the on the internet for free. for free yeah yeah you can't google sex toys for free but you can google movies for free so what are you doing but maybe some people actually do like the production value and they actually like the full movie script i don't know somebody does it's being made yeah it's not it's challenging but it's being made i yeah so video stores i growing up in gilroy california it's it's a bedroom community and i would say it's not population wise it's not small but town wise it's small you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and so there was, like, one video store when I was growing up, Gilroy Video, and we'd go there for everything, and I was so deadly afraid of that back room, like, the Oh, curtain, did they have the, the back blue. room with the black curtain? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's sure super old school. They sure did. <laughs> and I remember walking by and just being like, I gotta walk fast, I gotta walk fast. Like, it just creeped me out so much, because it was such a mystery, and it was so hidden, which is kind of how I grew up about sex, is, like, no one would talk about it, so it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I, in in response to that, I say, hey, maybe we should talk about sex more, like, <laughs> as people. But, um, but anyway, yeah, I, I remember that being such a taboo, and now, it's still taboo, it's still considered taboo. Like, if someone's watching porn, they're going to minimize it when you walk in the room, right? But you're right, it is, it's way more accessible. So, we'll return to her, but, um, just going by the timeline of the show, which I think was shot really well and edited really well. And I admire, like you said, we're working so hard on learning how to edit. I admire people that can edit well, like, so much more now. Especially with video. And Oh, hell yeah, Erica. I appreciate editing so fucking much. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I already, like, I had a, an advantage in understanding the art of editing, not by doing it myself, but because my roommate, while I was, it wasn't at college, but during my college years, my roommate, Matt, he he now works in production but for a time he was he majored in film and he was working as an editor um that was his like uh wow i can't think of words um emphasis or whatever major and major yeah but like film was his major but it was that was like his emphasis i think that's the word it doesn't matter San Jose State, woo! Um, <laughs> and he, but he, he was really good, and he would make films, and I was in them a lot of time because I was there, and we were friends, and he would make these student films, and then have to edit them, and it, it was so tedious and and long and challenging. And he used to like take wedding videos and stuff for like side money, so he was really good. So yeah, editing is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we edit, we edit right over to Erica Lust, who I love that name by the way. I love her. Fucking great name. Love her. Yeah. I just want to. And it's Erica with a K, which I also love. Mm -hmm. She's just somebody that it's funny because she reminds me of so many, not so many, but of a few people that I know that are like really loving and giving and open. Um, And then there just happens to be sex involved. Like, it's not like she's this big, sexy, like, woo, let's I feel like the first difference we kind of see, for me at least, between her Mm -hmm. and Holly is that Erica does it because she genuinely loves it. And we'll get into a little more, like, why she does it and what her kind of feel is. 
but she does it because she kind of she's so passionate about it that she feels like she has to do yeah. it when with holly i'm not saying she's not passionate about it but she was right. kind of like born into it and her parents did it mm-hmm. so it's all she knew type of thing when and it's it, what she's been doing she's kind of stuck it seems a yeah bit. yeah exactly yeah i totally agree with you and erica is just like full of life she's so passionate she's not she's not cocky at all she's just like you said she's really driven she's one of those people that is just really able to captivate and natural so naturally we see a tedx uh from her and she's talking about you know it's time for porn to change it's time for there to be other perspectives and i will say i don't subscribe to the idea that man a man or a woman one should be in charge and the other shouldn't so I don't love that, like, oh, women should be in charge of everything. Like, that's... I get the message, but I don't necessarily think that's necessary. But yeah, I, yeah. I would say equality is necessary. Like, a range of options is necessary. And I, so I, I get her point there. Uh, and so sh- we see like, clips from her films. One is called Barcelona Sex Project. And one is called Cabaret Desire. And essentially, Erica's just describing um, what she feels is missing in most porn. She's saying... You don't see the woman feeling anything. You don't see passion. You don't see connection. You don't see feelings. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not in love, like, there should be some feelings, right? Not these dead eyes, and which I agree with, because dead-eyed porn really bums me out. Um, not that I'm, like, searching it out, but if I see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, I want to feel with them. Yep. Like, regarding porn. That stood out to me, too. Right, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Um, and then, then we get the... Sti- oh, it's not 3%. It's one in three women cannot find porn content that they like. Yeah, she says, well, the people who create the porn are actually, like, more interested in punished fucking women than yes. showing women actually, like, receiving sexual pleasure. And we get, like, a clip of, like, a girl just getting, like, deep throat punished skull fucked. And yes. it's really disturbing. Yes. And then, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest any but i have okay i'm really open and like if people talk to me about their sex lives i'm not gonna be like ill but somebody recently if you're listening i won't name you and no offense but a male <laughs> friend of mine was talking he's not gonna listen was talking to me um about their sex life and used the term face fucking and i was just like it's a person like what are you talking about Mm -hmm. like don't say that that just sounds so wrong like she's not there she's a face and i'm fucking it like i just don't enjoy that and it's not a violent person it's just a term and i understand that but i'm very sensitive to that and i that is that was an effective way of again editing that that they showed us that there was just like yeah because it's true yeah, like, even if that's you, something you, like, consensually, like, agree to do with your partner or whatever. Right. When you're, like, going to watch a porn as a woman, that's not what you want to watch. You don't want to watch wanna, a woman gagging no. on a dick. Like, I'm sorry, that's well, not what you want. No, you really so. don't. No, I, I mean, if you do, let me know. I don't know. If you're a woman and that's your thing. Please let me know, because... Seriously, DM I'm very pro-porn, and I yeah. don't... I'm, I don't understand how a woman could be into that, but... I, I don't either. I understand, like, um, fantasies and, like, things that might not necessarily get you there in real life can get you there in your head, because women are very mental. But that one, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we saw it in the film, like, 
most porn, all these amateur porn actresses, they get stuck doing this awful facial assault or like Latina assault or whatever, beat the shit out of women porn.com. Like it's pretty, it's disgusting. And if you listen to that episode, you heard how disgusting it gets. So I don't think I need to reiterate that. Oh, it's but so fucked up. It's horrifying. It's, it's abuse. It's, it's sex. It's people. It's for people that have learned to associate sex with dominance and pain and punishment. And that's not my thing. And I don't think, like you said, it's not like a, it's, it's a, it's a sign of trauma when it's your thing, I think. Um, so anyway, or, you know, a screwed up development. Uh, and she says, it's not fair that only men work in porn. The only ones portraying human sexuality through film are, are men. And that's true. Like, I agree. I'm not saying men suck, but it should be equal. It doesn't make any sense that there's two genders having sex and the man is the only one that has a say. Because, hi, 51% of the population or whatever it is at this time. Um, and then she t- they show a film. I just love her titles. The Bitch Hiker? Is that the what you're going to say? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so fucking good it's hilarious I mean the porn's not hilarious but the name is hilarious Uh, yeah but she says she wants to create connections and consideration in her characters Um, it's really artful I will say in a way that honestly the the LARPing is not yeah Um, it is like her her porn is different like I feel like I would actually like pay to watch like a full fucking thing of hers. Because I gotta be honest with you, we're gonna get to the piano thing. Did you look it <laughs> up? I, was, I did, and I, it shows you a clip, um, and you can see the the intro. But I was like, I want to see the whole thing, but I didn't pay for it because <laughs> they have to get like a subscription. But I was like, good for her, you know. You go on her site and you get a subscription. I don't know, it's like ten bucks a month or something. I didn't purchase it, but. I mean, clearly people are responding to it, and we'll get we'll get to it. Yeah, well, it's um, very like aesthetically pleasing, and that's like yeah. what she says she strives for. Instead of just watching and people she, fuck on camera, she wants it to be like yes. everything. So, and she draws in these women that are intellectual. They're you know young. They're old, not old, but like you know, they're a range of ages. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is great in soliciting ideas and inspirations from her fans. And uh, so her first, the first time she makes a film and a website, it's like an immediate smash success. She must be really good at marketing. She gets a huge response. Um, and then we meet Pablo, <laughs> her partner in life and love and lust is what they say. Yeah, really w- we're partners in lust. We're partners in lust. They're married, but it's adorable. Uh, and they, he's like, um, but it's not a weird relationship. <laughs> oh, I should mention they're in Barcelona, Spain. Did I not say that? I'm sorry. They're in Spain, so they have Spanish accents, which I'm not going to try to imitate. Um, and he's like, we have a normal, healthy sex life. It's not that special. And she goes, not that special. And he's like, no, it's not what I meant. <laughs> Typical like couple. Them. Yeah. And he works in PR. He works with her. Um, and she says this thing that I think is really profound. And she says, porn today is sex education. Yeah, there's a scene where there's, like, um, an ad on a porn site called Teens Getting Destroyed, and it's a typical uh, ad you see on a porn site. Um, If you've ever been on a free porn site, you know the ad I'm talking about. And uh, and that's what she said. She's like, this is what you see when you go. You can't you can't ignore it. You can't ignore this. And yeah, that's when she says it. 
sorry, that sounded so dismissive. I completely get your point. I was like, right, yeah, but. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't at all. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, I it struck me, I bet, because I don't click on, I mean, I w- I've never clicked on one of those ads that are horrifying. It's, I hope you know. not a lot of people that listen to this would <laughs> click I, on this ad. <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt it. There's one guy out there who's like, I don't know. Um, I know, he's no, like, hey, I'm, not kink sh- I'm not kink-shaming anyone. However, what I was going to say, my hypothesis is, perhaps those ads are paid sites. I, a lot of them are for, like, cam girls and stuff, so those ones might be paid sites as well. And that might be why, how the free sites get money, because it's like you start for the with the free stuff, and then you get tempted by the ads, like the amateur videos or whatever aren't doing it for you, and you click the quick ad, and then you're like, fuck it, I'm horny, I'll pay $5. Like, I don't know. Makes Not sense. Really, I'm just guessing. Yeah. I mean, you're in a kind of a vulnerable position if you've been watching porn for a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I don't know. So she said um, 40% or it says the film says like 40% of young people have seen porn or something like that. I There's a statistic that says more sexually active 14 to 19 year olds say they learned more from porn than they did in school. And we were just talking about that, which I think is completely true. Right. You know, I, in high school, we had held in seventh grade and I think in fifth grade. Fifth grade, it was just about your period. Seventh grade, it was about, like, reproduction and AIDS and maybe condoms. And in high school, it was just like, here, let's read the textbook together. (laughs) That's wild because you're only a few years older than me. And I don't think I learned about STDs at all in school. AIDS, you know anything. What? You're in you're in Texas. I'm in California. I don't know if it. Texas. I'm in Canada. <laughs> you're in Canada. I'm sorry. I was thinking of my other. <laughs> I was thinking of the last person. I was Girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're in Canada. That's why it's three hours later. I'm so sorry. It slipped out. I know where you live. Um, I know where you live. No, I'm just kidding. No, you live in Canada. I live in California. Um, so I don't know how much it correlates. However, what I was gonna say is when I. <laughs> When I was in high school, um, I had to take, my mom made me take driver's ed in summer school, which was real fun. And at the time, the requirement was when you took driver's ed, you had to take health. So I took health along with it. And the next year they got rid of that requirement. And it was like, fuck health. Like no one needs to take it. Health was sex ed. It was just called health. Um, And so perhaps Canada, (laughs) not Texas, also was like, eh, they'll figure it out. But that's not a good method, people. And so what she says, Erica says, like talking, like talking, porn, um, having kids watch porn is like taking kids to learn about drugs from drug dealers, which is totally true because they're peddling porn if you're watching porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we go back to Holly and she's like, my mom... <laughs> Did an eight-girl orgy with Jenna Jameson, et cetera. Like, she's talking about all this stuff that her mom produced, and it's it's quite astounding, like, the, the plethora. However, I can't help but think, like, I know she's comparing her stuff to her mom's stuff and that it was classier and more romantic and whatnot, but I do think her stuff is, her films are quite different than what her mo- mother produced. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, she says it's not possible. Pus- it's not possible to shoot the way she used to shoot these days. She was such a legend. So we get more of that, like, um, I guess, sadness from Holly, <laughs> which I don't think is the intention, but she is. She's bummed. And maybe it is the intention because 
because we're talking about how much this assault porn is taking over and Holly she's a little beaten down and it's it's unfortunate um, oh so we learn more about Suza Suze S U Z E okay thank you you know how I know you're from Canada because I said Z instead of Z I'm one of the only Canadians I know that says it, but a lot of people say Z. I, I just say Z just because, but yeah. No, I, hey, I like it. <laughs> from A to Z. I got to remind Sarah um, that I'm from Canada and not Texas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know you don't live in Texas. I know, I know. I just, it's like I said, it's only Tuesday and it's already been a week. So, um, but Betsy was from Texas and she's the last person that I recorded with. <laughs> Hey, Betsy. Hi, Betsy. Um, so, anyways, so Suze was a nurse back in the day in London, and she met her husband, a penniless writer. And to make money on the side, she was like, oh, I saw an ad for nude modeling. I'll do that. Um, but, you know, at the time, it was even more taboo than now. It was like, nice girls didn't do that. But she's fucking gorgeous, so go for a girl. <laughs> like, she was oh, beautiful. Oh, my God. She wasn't so fucking hot back then. And so, like, naturally, like, just a naturally nice form. You could tell, like, she wasn't uh, depriving herself of food. And she was confident. And I just, I thought it was really inspiring. She was like, I have a nice body. <laughs> like, why not? Um, and in that way, I, I felt like it was very empowering for her. I think she felt very empowered for the most part. And when she didn't, she did something about it. And it's just, um, uh, it just shows you that just because you work in the sex industry, whether you do nude modeling or strip or do porn or anything, it doesn't right. mean you're like stupid or it dits or that you have no, nothing else going on for you, which is like a huge uh, miss conception of it because Honestly. she was a nurse and they show little clips of her being interviewed and stuff by people and mm -hmm. she sounds so intelligent and she knows what she's talking about and she did it for extra money and to empower herself so yeah right and like if you get pictures taken of you and you feel respected and you like how you look there's nothing wrong with that it's a social construct the idea that that's wrong that that should be hidden and you know oh god i totally forgot what i was gonna say i'm sorry um but yeah she oh what i was gonna say is yes about the sex industry thing it's all of our lives every single person are determined by circumstance and if you don't acknowledge that you're just really naive because Everybody is a, is a product of what they've come across, of what they've come up against, and what decisions they've made. Mm -hmm. And in, in the situation that she was in, having not a lot of money, but being really smart, she used her she used her wiles, and she used her wit, and she used her intelligence, and she ended up becoming a very powerful force in the industry. And so she says, being on the, si on the other side first, she goes, it helped me kick their ass, meaning the men in the industry, because <laughs> they were so caught off guard. Oh, right, she says... Modeling was men treating her terribly, so she decided she should be the photographer and say fuck off to the machismo. Those are my words. <laughs> so, yeah. And, she, and then she says, it helped me kick their ass, which I love. And, again, I'm not into, like, one, ra one race. One gender is better than the other or whatever, but <laughs> clearly she was being mistreated and she, was, and she stood up to it. And so I applaud that, especially back, you know, 50 years ago. It's pretty incredible. Oh, let's see. Oh, and what she said. Did you write down what she said about Hugh Hefner? 
Um, no, but I did write down other things about Playboy. What'd she say about Hugh Hefner? Yeah, go for it, go for it. She said, um, so she discovered this new porn star at the time, and that was part of what made her so successful. I didn't write down the girl's name, the woman's name, but she goes, we flew her out, or no, we we sent uh, photos, and Hefner got a hard-on, and they flew us right over to the Playboy Mansion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because it was 50 years ago, and he could actually get a hard-on. All right. And she was the um, first female staff photographer to work for Playboy, yes. and she worked for them for three years. So good for her. And she did, especially considering good for her, especially considering the men didn't like it. And I know fuck them, but like that's a really hostile work environment. I can't even imagine. Oh, fuck. and considering how hot she was, the sexual harassment must have harassment. Not that you have to be hot or look a certain way to be harassed. You just have to be female. <laughs> But I bet. But no, I get what you're saying for sure. Working with men all day. Yeah. And I bet they were like, "Oh, you, you should be a model. Like, you have nothing to offer here. Like, because you, you're this part of life. You're this thing, and I, you can't be another thing. Like you said, people assume you're not smart because because you're having sex. It doesn't make any sense. But it's so historically relevant the idea that sex is for men. And even though women need to do it, they are also sluts for doing it. It's like, can't win. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, I wrote that her husband looked really uncomfortable when they were talking about this. <laughs> but he must have been fun. He worked on porn, so I don't know. Um, and then, oh, we get to my favorite part with Erica talking about... So she, We get to go behind the scenes of a film that she's making, and it's part of a series that's based on fans, subscribers of female subscribers of hers, who write wrote into her saying, "Hey, here's my like crazy fantasy," and it's not LARPing. It's like uh, you know, we're he's a pilot and I'm learning to fly. I think is one of them, and then we fuck. Um, but like it's more subtle than that. Um, and so the one she's filming is called "My Dream Piano Concert," which is not what the published title is, but it doesn't matter. And it's a confession fantasy. Oh, that's right. She calls them confession fantasies. Um, and they, someone wrote it in. It's not the actress who's performing it, but somebody wrote in that they had a fantasy of being of performing a piano concert and, you know, kind of getting fucked at the same time. But, like, the whole audience is fucking, and then they're all involved. It's like an orgy situation. Um, but, like, a really eyes wide shut, like, slow-mo, like, romantic orgy. I don't know. Um, and so they hire, or they find Monica, this gorgeous woman who's a fan and has never acted in porn before, but she happens to be a concert pianist and she's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. I'm down. And it's her first time doing porn. Um, and I just wrote, I don't know how she's going to play the piano. (laughs) This is happening. And turns out she can't. (laughs) Um, So anyway, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I was like... I just thought she must really admire um, Erica Lust if she's for someone who just... Okay, because watching porn and actually doing porn are two completely different things. And even though Erica Lust porn is tasteful and more uh, directed towards women, as we're talking about, it's still fucking on camera. (laughs) And, you know, and, and we get into this a lot more where... Erica talks about this issue where men specifically who are experienced in porn know how to do it in the the face fucking way. 
And so they actually have an issue because Monica, who is not a porn actress by trade, is getting, you know, fucked from behind by this porn actor. And she's like, this really fucking hurts. Like, I don't (laughs) like this. This isn't good. And instead of being like, you'll be fine. Erica's like, okay, you're done. You do not have to do this anymore. We will simulate it. We got enough. Yeah, we have enough footage. You're good. I really, really loved that so much because I... I'm sure that's the only porn set where that happens. Anyway. Um, yeah, for sure. Get, they, they show that later. Um, and what she says about it is, is it should not be performing porn or just having sex. That It's more powerful than that. And then we go back to Holly and they're doing the sword LARPing. Really I actually funny. loved the girl's costume, though. Oh, she looked We didn't get the actress's name or anything, but I thought she looked so fucking hot, and I love the costume that looked like a sweet, like, Halloween costume, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It felt like she should have been going to, like, Comic-Con or, you know... Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I agree with that. I just thought the concept of, like, like the dialogue and everything was really choppy. Oh, it was hilarious. But honestly, like, uh, like scripted porn like that is hilarious anyways. It is. Like, it's it's just not. Like, you can Google any TV show or, like, popular movie and then just put porn parody after it and just watch that and you'll laugh your ass off. Like. Yeah. I remember specifically being at, oh, God, like a frat. I was so not a Greek person, but, like, I, I mean, a Greek life person. But I had friends and, and a, a former boyfriend who were in the Greek life. And I remember being at, like, a frat event. And the guys in the hotel room put on, like, office parody porn. <laughs> like, I don't know. But it wasn't even that funny. I felt cheated. And then I was just really uncomfortable because I didn't know the people in the room. <laughs> people, groups watching porn is just weird. <laughs> I just have Oh, to so that. fucking weird. <laughs> I don't think I could be at a party and be like, let's put on porn. Like... No, I, I, I was very, we turned it off. I, I think the females in the room were like, can you just turn this off? Um, but I remember being in high school and going to a friend's house and they were like, hey, look at this. And it was like three guys and me. And I was like, so horrified. Like, no, they weren't trying to do anything to me. Um, but it was just, I, it shouldn't have happened. It's <laughs> Yeah, so that's so fucking weird. Awful. What were they trying to do? Make you horny? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I had no awareness that's back so then of weird. Like, whether people were into me. It was like my friend. Okay, it's so complicated. It's my friend, and at the time, and he's a good guy, but like he he had a hard time in high school and he did a lot of drugs. So maybe it was because he was on drugs. I don't really know. Um, but hit my boyfriend at the time was his best friend, and my boyfriend who was extremely gay. <laughs> And I should just say that I didn't know it at the time because, again, I was blind to things. Um, but anyways, so it's like this gay guy and me and this straight stoned guy and his stoned friend. And they put on porn of like, I don't know, a guy fucking a girl from behind. All I remember is just giant boobs. And I was just like, I can't get out of this, but I don't want to be here. Like, I didn't want to go downstairs because his like family was down. I don't know. Man, high school sucked. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that you have just, like, random memories like that from high school, right? Like, little things like that that just traumatized you? Well, I was, I had, I was molested when I was seven, so I've had PTSD since I was seven, and I didn't, it wasn't diagnosed, and I didn't tell anybody because I didn't know how, and so I think 
whenever I had an experience like that, it got really burned into my brain because to me it was like, I'm in danger because that's how you feel about things when you have PTSD. Yeah. So I've dealt with it. I mean, I, I didn't start dealing. I didn't know I had PTSD until I was 30. Um, and by that point, I'd been traumatized in other ways, too. Yeah. Most people don't that. know they have it until yeah. they're older. So. Yes. Yeah. So that sucks. So that definitely affects how I feel about porn. But I try not to let it um, because I was really afraid of sex. I had a sex phobia for when I was a kid. I had a, a phobia of men. I had a phobia of penises. I just was it all freaked me out. And I try not to let that make me biased. But when porn gets violent, I'm like, no, this is not cool. Or it's just selfish, you know? It's just all about the dude. Yeah, a thousand so. percent. Um, and, it like, it's... There's obviously people that don't like porn for different reasons. But how yeah. you said, like, you're a little bit, like, traumatized over, like, other things that have happened in your life. I have a friend who's a stripper, and she's been a stripper mm -hmm. for almost 10 years and this girl hates porn hates porn will not look at naked girls on the internet nothing like hates it really but but she's a stripper off. so she's in a, a very similar industry and but sure. there's just something about it for her that c something clicks in her head and she just doesn't she's like it yeah. yeah i bet she's in control when she strips and that might be even like it might be empowerment for her. I mean, I don't know this person, but you're still in control of your own body when you're stripping. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to porn, where somebody is using your body for something. And that's... Yeah. And you're not having sex or really getting, like, fast. physical like that, you know? I can't imagine, like, I can't... God, I hope my parents don't listen to this. <laughs> I can't imagine I could never... I could never get there, like, you know, finish on camera i just don't think i could like even if i was like to my partner like let's film it because like, it's not even like it's like uh like a paris hilton kim kardashian thing where you're like filming no. it yourself like had a few drinks having fun with your boyfriend <laughs> or whatever right it's like people don't realize it's a full production like there's a producer in the room there's a script supervisor yeah. there's a makeup artist there's I mean, they talk about that in this, how they can't afford to have that much people on set now, but, yeah. there, but there's enough. there is there a full enough. set of people, nonetheless. So how well, can we you... we hear about how... Yeah. Yeah. We hear about how awkward it is just to film fake sex scenes, which I can imagine. I, faking sex is still gyrating, and you might be mostly naked. But to actually be, you know, to ha as a woman, to have someone inside of you... And there's film, and there's people saying, "Oh, can you can you make this face? And can you turn this way? And like when you come, like I just I can't even like that's why all female orgasms in porn are fake. <laughs> I think, mm -hmm. and that's a big reason that this this phenomenon, these women are are or at least Erica, I feel, is doing this work because she wants it to be portrayed, even if the woman is not capable of it. It's still an honest portrayal of how a woman could potentially be sexually pleasured which is not by being hammered and then having cum all over her face like that's just not reality yeah uh again i really hope my parents don't listen to this <laughs> i hope they continue to neglect listening to my podcast <laughs> this just happens to be the first one that they turn on <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like oh never mind <laughs> i helped her pick out the microphone but i can't listen <laughs> 
Anyway, um, sex is part of life, guys. You know, it just is. It's okay. My mom's so, always like, I didn't listen to your podcast yet. Are you mad at me? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> want you to listen. Like, yeah, it's... Get a little no. too honest on there. Yeah, because when you're talking like this, you just... I just talk. Like, I don't really filter a ton. Um, oh, right. So I wrote... Um, oh, this is just another, re- another reference to the violent porn. But Holly is like, yeah, we don't do swirlies here. And I'm like, they do swirlies in porn? Like, I've never... Yeah, I was that. confused. Even uh, her mom was kind of like, oh, what's that? And then she's well, like... Well, she explained it, and it's what you think it is. It's the head of the porn. Yeah, and th- that's what I said. All I could think of was uh, Sasha Gray, the porn star. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I remember she was on the Tyra Banks show, like, years ago. Oh, gosh. And I loved the Tyra Banks the, Yo, we should cover an episode of the Tyra Banks show, because the shit <laughs> oh she God, did and, like, that. talked about... Is it still, is it available somewhere? I fucking you you have to find, you have to be able to find, find it, it somewhere for I'll sure. Um, but I remember oh, she yeah. had Sasha Banks on and mm-hmm. Sasha Banks was like known as the anal queen. And, um, <gasps> and, and oh. since then now she's actually a mainstream actor yeah. and she's, yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's like a very intelligent woman. She's gone on to do a lot of things. But Wait, at the time she was just known as being like the anal queen in porn. And she was like 18 years old, so young doing this insane porn. And she talked about how she would like lick toilet seats and do disgusting stuff like that for oh, porn. God. And it's like thinking about that it's now, it's like a coronavirus, but like, you know (laughs) yeah other concerns come up right no but um you're totally right and it's always about humiliation Mm -hmm. yeah exactly thank you humiliation porn yeah yes it gets me off that this woman is humiliated and and demeaned and is lesser than me and lower than me and that's what's gonna make me come like it's really fucked up you know when you in crime, you know, or in sex crimes, when when we talk about rape and, and male, especially serial male rapists, for them, it becomes about the violence. It's not even about sex. So when you see that porn like that exists, it's really upsetting because you can understand that the people making it and the people watching it are borderline sociopaths and they're just, that's, they're headed in this American psycho direction and it's very not cool like uh do you know who james dean is the male oh, porn star yes, uh who did Lindsay Lohan. yeah and he, he did farah abraham's uh yes, movie with her mom or whatever. well um a bunch of like his porn is known for that like uh face fucking like disgusting um like humiliation porn and stuff like very extreme yeah. humiliation porn if you will and um, a lot of women that have worked with him and stuff have come out and said that he's raped them and done other disgusting things to them, like off camera and everything. And um, it just makes me wonder, you know, how much of it that that's on camera that, um, you know, that the women, the woman doesn't want to do, doesn't agree to, but it's being filmed and, and they're, they're not acting when they're saying like, please stop. I don't like, like they're not acting when they're saying that. Yeah, you notice that's not cheesy or fake. They're like, the fuck are you doing to me? Like, stop it. I'm a human, but you're right. I was just gonna, I was just thinking the same thing. How much porn out there is, excuse me, is non-consensual, but it's just, it's on film. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, we live in an era where you can upload anything. I mean, people 
there are stories of people, you know, uploading actual murders and, like, shit, shit being posted to Facebook about, like, serious crimes get posted because people are dumb and evil. But, yeah, rape, I mean, <laughs> we live in a rape culture. Like, it's fucked up. It's just really bad. We do. Even in, um this show i think it's the very last episode there's uh the episodes about a girl who got charged because she live streamed her friend getting sexually assaulted and she oh oh that's horrifying i didn't get that far so that just shows you you know the world we live in it's so fucked up the internet culture and rape culture it's fucked up and so back to, yeah, and then we are led back to the pianist, which is perfect timing for what you just said, because the sex is painful for her, and she immediately does not, they say, okay, no more sex. I said, this is a good example of how Erica's porn is extremely different. Um, and what she says to the male porn star, or the actor, is, we don't need your orgasm. <laughs> you can take care of it later today. Well, because the male, <laughs> the male actor in the movie is um, from mainstream porn correct yes yeah he's a mainstream porn actor he's like like fucking the shit out of her and she's like ow yeah and this this chick and by the way this girl's got to weigh like 110 pounds like she is super petite and not that that matters but like when you're when you're that when you're that tiny and you've never done like worked with a guy that literally fucks for a living like i'm sorry that's got to hurt even like even (laughs) okay uh, mom and dad if you are listening you need to turn it off sorry sarah's Um, mom and dad (laughs) sorry (laughs) canada um yeah we so uh, before i met kyler um i had my brief foray into like internet dating because before that i was dating some uh, i was in a really horrible relationship for five years um but then i got out of it and i dated for a year and then i met kyler and he's great and he's amazing but before that i i dated you know, varying styles and sizes of men. And I'm, I don't have a tiny frame. Like I, I have wider hips, you know, but I've always had, um, issues with pain being, sex being painful. And then I went out with this guy and he, I didn't know how tall he was. He was like six, six or six, seven. And then he was like huge. Like his dick was huge? His dick was huge. And he wasn't, he, he was tall, but he was thin. He was like a, bo- like a bodybuilder type, like fitness model, mm-hmm. whatever. It didn't last. We had nothing in common. But, um, and, but like, I remember being like freaked out and actually saying to him, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. I can't imagine that you're on, you're on film and then it's just like happening. I just, oof. I mean, it worked out like we did it, but you know, I had to be, I had to advocate for myself and I. I can't imagine trying to do that on a porn set. But she does. Monica does. And she says, this hurts. And they listen. And I like that. And the guy's like, what? I don't get it. I thought we just fucked the shit out of him. Yeah, well, she but, must have really uh, trusted Erica to yes. to even do it in the first place. Like, yes. we obviously don't see their previous meetings. We only kind of see, like, the quick right. run through and then the actual shoot. But I'm sure that they met multiple times and discussed it and discussed what she's comfortable with and what she's not, like... I could see sure. Erica being somebody extremely uh, nice and, like, comfortable to work with. Absolutely. I love her. I Like I'm saying, she reminds me of people in my life that are, like, my godmother or my, like, my aunt who would never 
necessarily work in porn or even watch it, but that's just who she is as a person. Like, she has this amazing presence, and she's very protective of people, and she she's very genuine, I think is the word I would use. Um, and I don't know about you, but I got really, like, stuck. Like I said, I looked it up. I got stuck. I was like, wait, I want to know how the porn goes, though, because I thought, like, they were supposed we were supposed to see the audience and stuff. Um, so I did see the trailer. You can find it online. Um, I just Googled... The, the working title and Erica's name and it took me to her site. I think it's like the the concerto or something. And it looks like she doesn't actually play the piano while anything sexual is happening, which I totally understand because I can't. I, I can play the piano, but I certainly could not do it while being... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I can play tic-tac-toe while that's happening. Like, it's just not... I'm not able. Um... But she, yeah, the trailer shows her kind of, like, it's very dreamy and beautiful. Like, she's being kind of just touched, and she's happy, and she's beautiful. She's, her head's thrown back, and, you know, that's the, the trailer. It's just that she's in, you know, in ecstasy, essentially. Um, and it makes sense. It makes logical sense that Erica wouldn't want her to be in pain during that. But you'd think, and you'd think most porn would care, but it doesn't. So... And she says it was a bit more Monica, the actress or the non-actress who is starring in this porn, says it was more intense than I expected. I need to process a little bit, and I, my heart just kind of went, "Ooh, like I hope she's okay." Like you know, I hope she's okay. I hope she is but, too. It's probably like, like a one and done yeah. experience. It's probably something she just like wanted to do for herself to see sure. if she could do it, and then now right. she probably knows it's not for her, and she'll never do it again. And probably <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that but no but like she probably will get a little thrill out of it you know yeah throughout her life which we all need that we should all pursue the things that safely pursue the things that we really want to do in our lives because god you guys like it's 2020 look around <laughs> <laughs> no matter which country you live in look around uh so we get a just a recap on holly and it's more about not having the money and her mom who's you know this icon says you need to move on my baby yeah holly's saying she has less money to work with you know uh Mm -hmm. what i was saying earlier like she like the makeup artist can't bring an assistant because she doesn't have enough money to pay her like little things like that so she has to do more with less money and yeah, and it goes exactly back to what we were saying earlier. Like, how the fuck does porn make money? Because everyone gets their porn for free. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, like, that cuts it, right? They're not seeking more elaborate stuff. At least most people aren't. But, again, I wouldn't have known this existed. Not that I'm seeking it out, but even if I were someone who wanted it, I wouldn't have known about it. It's not. I wouldn't really have, yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that either at all. Yeah. Um, so... And it's a little bit of a, it's a bummer at the end. She says, you know, I, I don't think I can do this forever, but I'm stained, quote unquote. She says she's stained by the industry, so to speak. Um, she can't get hired as another type of photographer easily because she's worked in this industry, which is, again, an example of labeling. Like a man who worked in porn, no one would care. Honestly, who would care? Yeah. would be like, oh, you worked in porn? Good for you. <laughs> Was it fun? You know? Uh, exactly and it's her, uh and her, she even says it herself she says i'm not ashamed of what i did but i know other people um 
don't want to be associated with that so um yeah it's just this human instinct to hide things that are in plain sight i don't get it i mean i get it but i don't get it it's like we should be beyond that um so and i love that her mom says i think she should be a sex therapist like yeah she's coached people through sex a million times she should absolutely be a sex god i'd fucking love to be a sex therapist how cool would that job be yeah well i i i'm gonna go soon i'm going back to get my master's for marriage and family therapy and counseling so i'm looking forward to so do they like uh are they gonna do like a program on like sex and that i'm assuming they would because yes yes absolutely yeah i'm I'm assuming lots of people have trouble because they're not sexually Mm -hmm. satisfied and they seek it in other ways yeah they have different needs or they have different afflictions absolutely like that's part of the marriage and relationship so i would love to do marriage counseling like i think that'd be really cool so i'm excited for that i just need to you know pay a bunch of money and go to school so i'll do that (laughs) but at least it's all online so so yeah that oh and then it ends with erica has like a very large theater screening of her porn which i thought was really awkward that's what i wrote i put awkward Okay, there, I don't know if it still exists, but there was a movie theater in Toronto that was a porn movie theater. Like, even, like, five years ago there was. It was very, like, uh, it wasn't, like, a big thing, obviously, but um, I never went or anything, but I just knew it existed, and I wonder if it still exists, (laughs) but I I (laughs) I feel like that's more of, like, a European thing than like a north american thing you know sure yeah it seemed run of the mill where they were yeah it seemed like it seemed like the theater was fucking full (laughs) it was like a just any movie movie. and everyone's just like smiling sitting there watching it which is kind of like another example of how western or some western culture is like really neutered and and um really fucked up about sex whereas in europe there can be these pockets or these places or these people that are like really oh, shit there's a mosquito in here i'm sorry <laughs> open about it i i get bit so easily like it's not funny. girl me too Ugh, me too I so much i want to kill all every single fucking summer anywhere. my legs are covered like even if i sit yeah. outside and wear pants like they get through my fucking pants like it's they get awful. through your pants they're like the the the, the men in the porn industry, they don't say they don't take no for an answer. That's one reason I love the cold weather and the fall is because yes. all the bugs go to hell where they belong. Yeah, and you can wear comfy clothes that, like, cover your body. <laughs> I love <laughs> Um... Yeah, so that's the end of that awkward movie screen. Uh, it's even, like, well, how you said earlier, um, like, how you know it's kind of like almost a shameful thing like if someone if someone walks in on you watching porn or looking at nudity the the average person would just be quick to exit it it's kind of like how you know in europe and stuff it's like normal to walk around topless like without anything like nude beach and stuff and like here at least here like we have some nude beaches but they're very like not people don't actually go to them like it's not like a thing there's like nudist colonies you know it's a whole lifestyle you kind of have to be in the lifestyle to yeah but it's not just like any public beach you go to where you see girls like without their tops on you know what i mean absolutely not i was at the beach today
fears too big to ignore And I know too much to go back and pretend Cause I've heard it all before And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna keep me down again Well, yes, I'm wise But it's wisdom for the pain Yes, I paid the price But look how much I gained If I have to, I can do anything I am strong It only serves to make me more determined to achieve my final goal And I come back even stronger, not a novice age 